This movie news, rumors, rumblings roundup episode is brought to you by our friends at The Mortanian. Yours to own now on digital Blu-ray and DVD Academy Award winner Jodie Foster, Tahar Rahim, Shailene Woodley, and Academy Award nominee Benedict Cumberbatch star in The Mauritanian, the riveting and emotionally compelling true story of courage and survival against all odds. Based on the New York Times bestseller, bring home the critically acclaimed film, all new exclusive bonus content, including an alternate opening, never-before-seen deleted scenes, and much more. We're giving away some free copies of The Mauritanian to our VIPs. Just comment on the post titled Mauritanian Giveaway on our VIP club for a chance to win. But own the Mauritanian now on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD. And again, if you want to win a copy, notaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP, click Mauritanian Giveaway. Thanks, Mauritanian. Yes! Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome! Let the filibustering begin. All right, it's movie news, rumors, rumblings time. Time to round them up here. We've got a lot to get to for this episode. So uh, we're going to dive right in, fellas, with a little bit of trailer talk to start things off. I've been counting down the days, fellas, till let there be carnage. <laughs> Every day I wake up and say, let there be carnage. <laughs> That's how I start my mornings. I know. Zoe's contacted us. Yeah. She's worried about you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're like, look, man, it's just... She's this like, really hey, cool. babe, I made you a coffee. Happy Saturday. And you're like, let there be carnage. I'm just very passionate about Tom Hardy's portrayal uh-huh. of, of Venom. Right. So You are. Um, so here we go. Venom 2, a movie that mm. was supposed to come out in the fall Ele- electric of 2020. Electric Venom Lou. Use the proper title. Venom 2, Electric Venom Lou would have been. A much better title than Let There Be Carnage, but hey, anything would have been a much better title <laughs> than Let There Be Carnage. Um, we, we, uh, behind the camera, in the director's chair this one, we have Andy Circus, future British treasure, Andy Circus. Is that what say. he is? I thought I, he's I, British. I, honestly, I would have guessed. Yeah, so he's a European treasure, potentially. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I would have gone... There's a bunch. Of, I would have gone 25 percent across. I would have gone like a good, you know, craps bet. Mm-hmm, I would have spread right. it across a bunch yeah. of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Some, yeah, on him. But good. European no, he's British. Well. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, he um, was the director of the Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. The one we all remember. that was not the Disney Jungle Book. No, uh, so but that, the that better were, one. He was <laughs> yeah that he was so passionate about that yeah. needed to be the a one thing. with drunk Matthew Reese. Yeah, um, was the main character. <laughs> hey man. Don't you're just sell, don't sell it too hard, Brian. The studio hashtag dumped it on Netflix, renamed it yeah. Mowgli, mm-hmm. a Jungle Book story or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the end of, of that. Strict, no one ever, no one ever mm-hmm. saw it or, or thought no, about it. Mowgli v. dominated the culture mm-hmm. for yeah. years. <laughs> I still can't. Mowgli step Con I this to, year is going to be popping. I went to the grocery store, a little local market across the street here, and I went to get jalapenos one, and they, I just couldn't. Everyone's talking about everyone was in a loincloth. It was really mm-hmm. right. Just like guys. Apparently. That's the other side. That's when you go to over on the Harry Hines side. I was on the <laughs> north side. Great Dallas joke. Great Dallas. Dallas centric joke. Um all right. So yeah, we've got Andy Circus. I, I love the guy. I think he could be a good director, but but he seems to be doing these big budget uh because that's what he's got experience with, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um and so uh he's behind the camera with this one. And calling the shots, and then we've got Woody Harrelson 
But the question is, guys, how many Woody Harrelsons? Because we know there's going to be at least two. <laughs> yeah. We'll have Carnage Woody Harrelson or or Venom Woody Harrelson or whatever. And then we'll have we'll have uh, Woody Harrelson. And uh, you know, we bring a third. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they can't be outdone by go, we can me. go back I mean. to cheers. Yeah. You know, man, I'm we all saw this movie. We did not care for Venom. Uh I don't think. Uh if I if my memory Serves mm-hmm. clear, but I I would say that we were all kind of interested in the in the reveal at the end for Carnage, especially with Woody considered. Right? I don't think we were all in negative on that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I, I like Woody Harrelson or anything. I was pretty Honestly. negative. I'll be okay. You were. Ne- it was just, also I'm, a terrible like the the scene is just awful. It's rough. He looks. No, very, it's rough. Uh, no, Carnage could be a potentially. Just, I'm not a comic book. Savant, but I I certainly understand mm-hmm. the, the character of, of Carnage. It could be cool. And so I was like, I don't know, <laughs> 70, 30 that this would suck. And man, this trailer, I'm like 150 that yeah. this is going to suck, man. That's Tripling a down bad, bad trailer. Yeah. yeah. That's really a bad, bummer. Really bad trailer. Racist trailer with the racist element of, I guess Venom is racist too. Not only like <laughs> he makes you racist. He, he, he goes into convenience stores well, and that throws explains out, a lot, man. Over the last <laughs> throws out six, the, seven uh, years, yeah. The uh, "thank you, come again" lines, you know, uh, at 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 random passersby. And, and shame you know. on Hank Azaria for doing that. That was bad. You know, he should know better in twenty twenty one. He should. He learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding, by the way. That was not Hank. Azaria. That was good. So many- good, was- good joke. Good joke. <laughs> it was a jo- but but a joke. I don't want to impugn Hank Azaria. Mm-hmm. He's been through enough. We can impugn Tom Hardy because this seems to be right along the lines of yeah. what we expect nowadays from Mr. Hardy. Uh-huh. I'd like it to stop. I'd, I'd, I'd like, like it to, to stop. Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't All right. Which Hardy would anymore. you rather bro out with, though? Tom or Ed? Brian, go. <laughs> can I choose Hardy's over the over <laughs> the burger place? Yeah. Nope. You cannot. You have two choices, Tom or Ed. Surely, surely by now. Here's the spoiler, uh, though. Tom is wearing Ed. Oh man! I mean, obviously, you could probably tatted with Ed. Ed Hardy's probably out of fashion enough. Thank God that you could probably find a way to make it like retro fashion. Now, All right, right, so you're gonna go Team Ed? It's yeah, gonna come back. So I'm gonna it's mark gonna you down back, for Brian Gill, Team Ed Hardy. Done. In ten years, to... people will be wearing Ed Hardy. What a weird It'll era of again. fashion, man. So, yeah, I just bought a tap out uh, so turtleneck. Odd. It's a tap out so turtleneck. Odd. It's pretty sick. Um, the thing about um. The thing about uh, this is what needs to happen. You know, they're doing the Spider-Man 3, right? Yeah. And they're doing this multiverse thing. They've got Alfred Molina coming back, maybe a Tobey Maguire appearance. Let's uh, let's get uh, good old Topher back and <laughs> yeah. replace Tom with Topher, uh-huh. some multiverse, and let MCU take over Venom yeah. from now on. Let's little, Let's get that ball rolling here. Right. What's Thomas Hayden Church up to? We get him in there too? Or? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, I don't like this, man. I'm, <laughs> this is uh, this is not a good trailer. This is not a good that that, that Venom movie is so bad. I I am still very eaty, like in your words, you said. Why it's <laughs> yeah. the most eaty that's, movie I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the the quote that'll be on my tombstone. Other like, than Infomania, I'll be remembered for. But uh, the I just 
I'm still flummoxed by the box score or the the box office on that one. Like not the box score, although I could I could I could do box score too if you want. I mean, this movie made 850 million dollars, and I still don't understand that. Like I get as much as I hate Justice League and Batman v Superman and all these movies, I understand when they make a billion dollars. This is the one that just really really blows my mind. Well, I think I it speaks to I don't understand. I think I it speaks understand. to the power of Spider Man as a character. And he's not even in the movie. Yeah, like, but well, a, no, the I franchise just, um, and Venom being a part of that and Venom being a character that, you know, people thought was done wrong in the original Spider-Man series. And so it's like, finally, our, a good Venom movie. And so that I guess that uh, promise alone brought people out. A billion yeah, dollars worth. That's sure. that's surprising. Yeah. yeah but um, I guess I, I mean, I, look, I, I haven't read these comic books. I remember when. I, to be honest, I don't know if it was Venom or Carnage or like just Spider-Man change into a black costume or whatever. I remember when that happened. I had a, cause I was probably, I don't know, whatever, six, let's say. And I had a Spider-Man, a, 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 a black, black costume Spider-Man t-shirt. This is the coolest thing ever. And I remember them doing some Venom stuff on, on that Spider-Man, the animated show and whatnot. Um, but the tone of these are so, it's so bad. And I don't, I just can't. So like kind of, I kind of get what you're saying, Ken. Like I understand like, oh, Venom's cool. Like we want, I cannot understand watching this movie, enjoying it, going to see it a second time and then being like super pumped for the sequel because they just like tripled down on, on the tone of the first one, which was <laughs> the main problem for me was of the whole movie is just, Whoa, what is this? What are we doing? This is so cringy and bad. And, and super, it, it definitely looks like Carnage is just a, oh, you like that? Well, clearly you did because it made $850 million. Well, now you're going to yeah, get four that, more to, of them. To, to, and, to and, use, oof, man. you know, I guess, uh, explanation like you would use, they're, they're doubling down on $850 million. Yeah, what they're doing. For sure. For sure. So this is your fault, audiences. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is your fault. You get, you get what you deserve on this because totally, you know, again, it's it's more the same, but not unexpected, and it'll make uh, probably more than the first one. I, I'll I will I will predict uh, that now. This will make more than Venom one because it's I, got Harrelson it, it, and and uh, people haven't seen movies in nine hundred thousand years, so um, this will be a big one. Okay, big I'm taking the opposite of that. I think every movie is going to be significantly lower for the next. Bit of time. Uh, I, I think I think people are primed to go see movies. You're right, but I think it will. It's going to be such a slow trickle into the box office for a lot of people, and then fewer movie. I just I think, and we don't even know what. Yeah, I should probably take that back. I forgot about the whole pandemic thing. <laughs> Ken's vaxxed. He's just like, no. What? I I think the hype is bigger for this one than it was sure. the first one, and and like yeah, in a normal world, I feel like this yeah, one no, would I, make I more money. That. I agree. With Does that, that make sense? Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you on that. And all those people get what they deserve because uh, this is so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> You've been saying that since the beginning. <laughs> I mean, but seriously, like I again, I hate. I there's I'm on the worst movie I've ever seen, except for for uh, Battlefield Earth is is Batman v Super. I hate those movies so much. Like yeah. these are 
maybe like I might. Oh, I don't know. There's there's a part of me that's like these are worse. These are I'm excited worse. for you this, to rewatch the first one. So, and I'm not going to see you. No, log we're, we're going to make you do it. We're going to get Discord coming over to hold your. He's just going to hate Clockwork Orange. He's going to live tweet on the Discord his experience. It's going to be glorious. So we need to do a Venom watch party for for the for the VIPs. What we need to do a Zoom party. Man, we'll watch it. I'll watch it together and have fun. We do need to do a, a Zoom party viewing at some point. I guess yes. and we haven't done one of those in a while. Okay. Well, the next bit of news we've got here is a lot, uh, but it's all kind of crammed into one uh, note, and that is the casting of said Knives Out sequels, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> I'm starting to be a little angry, to be honest, that we haven't been cast yet. It's starting to feel yeah. disrespectful on Ryan Johnson's part because uh, it's everybody else. If everybody not us, else has been cast, like, totally. If not us, at least Adrian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, isn't this movie better if we're like the Clues crew for for Benoit Blanc? Like, isn't that who who doesn't want to see that? I I'm I'm just saying, Ryan. Yeah, it, man. It's, come on, that like, McGruber, we're gonna be in both. <laughs> It's a bucket list. You, you got half a billion dollars for for these movies. Yeah, we'll take we, half. Yeah. We'll com, we'll split half a mil. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We won't Obviously, even I'll take. To... I mean, I just said that, so I'll take the first four fifty. But after that, you guys split the other fifty. I'm it's not, fine. Like it's yeah. good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, the the thing about it is, um, and we talked about this before. We talked about uh, the budgets of them because Netflix bought the rights to the the two. And you know, is kind of co-producing them. It feels like with with Lionsgate. Um, at least it's the first situation I felt like where they're just giving you the money up front, like it, before the thing's even gone into production. So, kind of feels like that's what's happening is they're just financing the movie for Lionsgate, and then it's going to be on Netflix for distribution, kind of thing. Um, and uh, and so what we talked about was like, gosh, that's a lot of money for a movie that should cost. $8 million to make given like how small the scale of these movies are. And then we all, but another point we made was, well, the cast of Knives Out was so big that they're probably just going to swing for the fences and get these all-star casts together. And that might cost a ton of money, right? Well, it looks like that might, that might be the case here. And um, in terms of the quality of actors that they're going for with these things. Um, they're going for big names and big uh, experience and, and uh, recognizability and all that kind of stuff. Um, and typical of the Netflix uh, kinds of movies. So they're, they're, they're continuing that strategy with throwing money at big names and, and, and knives out Two is, is trying to up the ante from knives out one in terms of the, uh, the ensemble cast aspect, which is going to be tough because that was one of the best ensembles in cinema history. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, nice out too. In the role, um, I thought they were they might go like a, you know, son of the mask situation and bring in Jamie Kennedy for this. But but they're going with Daniel Craig. They're going with Daniel Craig for Benoit Blanc. Yeah, I thought it would be Jamie Kennedy. Mm. I was hoping actually, real missed opportunity. Honestly, I was hoping uh, son of the Maggie Gyllenhaal kind of replacing Katie Holmes situation. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, that kind of vibe. Yeah. But yeah, Jamie Kennedy would have been great. So returning from Knives Out, one, uh, the only one we know so far, the original is uh, is Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc. And then I think the first announcement was 
um, Dave Batista of the World Wrestling Federation Entertainment <laughs> will be joining uh, the cast and, um, you know, does some comedic right. stuff with uh, with my spy, you know, so that, gosh darn funny in that one. Uh, and then we have, uh, you know, obviously Drax the Destroyer, and uh, he's popped up in Blade Runner, and uh, and has had had a had a pretty decent decent run here. But he's got some duds along the way, some stubers along the way, and that's okay. Uh, you know, he's trying to be a movie star, and uh, this was just a good move for him. I could see him fitting well here. Obviously, a role that Ryan Johnson had in, him in mind for because he's not like a guy you just throw into any kind of role. So it's probably a very specific role that's going to be uh, tailored to to Batista's um, uh, assets, if you will, mm -hmm. you know, being a sure. giant dude that is very specific on what he brings to the table. So that's exciting. Um, Dave Batista, Batista, or Batista is his wrestling name, but it's Batista is his last name, um, is joining the cast. So that was the first one announced. And then a few days later, we get the news that the Incredible Hulk, yes, Edward Norton, the Hulk, the Incredible the Hulk, Hulk in my eyes. Hulk, yeah, <laughs> yeah, is uh, is joining the cast as well. And this seems perfect for Edward Norton, this universe, right? Yeah, oh, thoughts yeah. on this? Yeah, love both of these hires. Uh, I mean, there was some debate in our Discord of on Batista, but I just think, I mean. I don't. I don't think anyone is is saying that he's Gary Oldman or something. But like, he's no, very I'm good. That. <laughs> That's true. I <laughs> forgot you've been saying that. Gary my bad. My bad. Yeah. People will say yeah. that in twenty years. They'll be like, "Gosh, it was who's like he, it was pretty Gary much you know, know James Stewart, Charlton him. Heston, yeah. and then uh -huh. Gary right. Oldman, and then Dave Bautista. Like that was the Bautista. yeah. That's how it went. <laughs> right. Right. He's a chameleon. Um, that's the order of my list. That's the order of, of cinema history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does anyone even remember Leo DiCaprio? <laughs> I don't. Uh, but no, like he he's. I think a he's very good at picking roles. He's he's a smart guy. And B, I think you're 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 spot on. If Ryan Johnson's casting him, there's there's a very specific role for him, and I think he'll do he'll do great in that. Ed Norton is kind of inspired casting. I think yeah. for this world, he'll like, be great in that. I can't wait. Oh, we play yeah, the same character from. Uh... Um, the uh, Italian job. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He you could do. He, you could put him in pretty much any of the, any role in that universe. And I think he's can, he'll do quite well. That's a that's a great casting choice. It'd be a lot of fun to watch him. That's great. Uh, excited to see him. Haven't seen him anything really. Uh, I don't know. Exciting in a long time, other than Wes yeah. Anderson stuff. So um, he made that. What's that movie he did? Uh, Richard Brooke, was, Motherless Brooklyn. Yeah, for some reason was set in the twenties. That yeah. wasn't written in the twenties. It was weird. It's weird. That was not good. Uh, but yeah, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for for Norton there. Janelle Monae too. Like that's, Janelle Monae joined the cast. Um, love Janelle Monae, and yeah. uh, she was excellent in uh, I think Moonlight. Uh, mm -hmm. Remember her from. Mm -hmm. And uh, love her music as well too. So She's great. More Janelle Monae, Annabellum. Did you guys see that one? You know what? I was when when the casting came out on on her for this. I thought, when does that Annabellum movie come out? And then I remembered, <laughs> oh, it actually did come out last year. Yeah, they dropped it like randomly last year, like in yeah. April. I mean, I wasn't going to watch demand. it because yeah. it looked very scary to me. But uh, but I was there were people that were excited for it, and then it just kind of came and went. I mean, I know. Yeah, it's uh, stuff. it's a fun 
kind of, I don't know, if you have time, watch, you know, if you like horror movies and kind of weird psychological thriller set in weird time timelines kind of thing. Um, uh, so she's joining the cast. That'll be, that'll be, uh, great. And then here's the big one, Richard, Catherine Hahn mm. knives out. That's all you got to say. Uh, <laughs> I mean, more than, think of anyone more, more perfect than knives out. You know what I'm saying? Right, Brian? What up? <laughs> hey, man, high five in a million angels. Um, no, it's great. She's awesome. Love Catherine Hahn. She's, we're in the Hanassance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. Rena Hans. We better. were massively streets ahead on that one. This this show was. We we might we should have coined ourselves the official the official podcast of Catherine Hahn because we have yeah. What's well, hey VIP? Go back and find some ri- early Richard yeah. Catherine Hahn audio because oh it's got to be out there. Yeah. yeah, he was very yeah he was very very forefront on. Just wait till we tell Hey, man, you, you throw a lot of darts. You hope you get a few right. I've gotten a couple right. That yeah, was one of them. Nailed, nailed that one. You got that, uh, one. that as you, one. As it were. I wish. Feels like yeah. the last year. <laughs> feels like the last year everyone has discovered Catherine Hahn. So I'm glad. That's she's, good. She's fantastic. She'll be fun in this too, for sure. Yeah. And so now who else is going to, who else is going to join the cast? Um, that's, that's the question because yeah. the, you. the variety of, ta- of kind of names they have here, you know, is like Whoopi Goldberg Nick tomorrow, you know, <laughs> bring some sure. Theodore Rex vibes back or like, wh- what are we doing here? And so, you know, I kind of look at guys, if we're going to, if we're going to maybe play the, uh, the prediction game, the, uh, the game we like to play here called laugh at us in the future, <laughs> where we, Predict things that are going to be very. Laugh at us in the future. Uh, Where we play, predict things that are definitely probably going to be wrong. And so, who is probably going to be cast in Dimes Out Two? Let's look at Ryan Johnson's past. Right, Mm -hmm. maybe a Bruce Willis, huh? Maybe a uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt uh, Mm -hmm. attached. You know, let's look at Star Wars. Who did he? Maybe a Mark Hamill. Maybe make up for the Last Jedi to Mark Hamill by. Throwing him in Knives Out, huh? Maybe, huh? Mm-hmm. Lupita Nyong'o would be great. He's worked with her. Uh, Adam Driver, he's worked with him. But even people he hasn't worked with, say, example, Will Forte. Uh, hey. Well, you add Will Forte to anything. That'd be great. That's no, better. what if they just cast McGruber? Okay. There's no talking. movie that's ben not Blanc and uh, Emily Blunt. He did a Looper with with Emily Blunt. Yeah. Uh, she she can tell be you, my well, friend. He yeah. rips throats. I mean, you got to think things. of. <laughs> I, I like to think of connections because when you when you that have ensemble casts, um, you tend to to. Let me tell you something. You're gonna want to put the thick end first. I know it seems kind of intuitive, but <laughs> exactly. I mean. You put the thin in it, it's just going to slip right out. Oh, that's the last one. Sorry. Go ahead, Kent. You're doing the show, which I appreciate. I like the uh, impersonation. Benoit doing McGrewlands. Keep those rolling if we uh... Yeah. Adam ben Driver was going to be my guest. Benoit, your bathroom to, is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. To get it back on track, uh, I was not participating, Kent. I just want you to know. It was all Richard. Uh, no, no. I, I think Adam Driver makes actually makes sense in this cast. And you, you, like you said, he has this sort of connection to it. And it'd be super fun to see Daniel Craig and Adam Driver back together again after uh, after Logan Lucky. Especially given that Logan Lucky, the last 20 minutes of it, is just just so so wheels off for, for 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think he'd be he'd be fun in this. 
I'm with, yeah, I, I think that'll be fun. And, um, you know, who knows what it'll be, but I'm guessing we'll have a, uh, a, a Ryan, a connection of Ryan Johnson's past yeah. pop up in the cast here. Uh, that's my prediction. So sure. what will it be? I don't know, but I'm looking forward to, uh, that reveal here coming up. And, uh, guys, last note I have here on the, uh, the news docket before we dive into some weekly recommends here. And uh, by the way, check out our episode for Woman in the Window mm-hmm. uh, as well. Uh, yeah, got go a movie and skip of the, the week movie on. and just come for our review. Come I, for the I review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't watch the movie. The review will, will bring everything you need to know of that one. So check that out one in your feeds this week as well. But um, Brian, I wanted to ask you about this because you're you're a resident um, TV guru on the pod. Oh, you, okay. you you uh, you seem to be plugged in with what's going on on television. Are you aware, first of all, uh, that Psych 3 is coming out <laughs> and that also there there are two other Psych movies? <laughs> okay. Hey, first off, I know no you know yeah. that. Oh, I was going to do the theme song. <laughs> I know, you know. And then bye, 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 never, bye, bye. never seen an episode. Could not. Well, my this this show is, is on Is that the one with Meghan Markle or is that Suits? That's suits. suits. How dare you? Yeah. Show some respect. I thought Psych, I honestly thought they were the same thing until I just asked that question. There's Sorry. no way to know they aren't. I just know Psych is on a lot in my house, uh-huh. and uh, the theme song is terrible but infectious. It's just okay. I know you know blah, blah 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 blah. So I sing it all the time when I'm doing chores. I know <laughs> you know, but I'm doing the laundry. Blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, I again, first off, I'm I'm no Adrian. He's he's the real TV. Adrian's the goat. Movies. And anytime he wants to come on and talk talk TV with us, we're 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 waiting for you, international man of mystery, Adrian. Um, secondly, I've never seen an episode of Psych. I don't, I don't think. I know, if I have, I've seen it's, some, I've, it's like one that's or the two. rare one I've gotten up on you on. Okay. I think you would like Psych. It's fine, but it's one of those things where you go, man, this so this was watched. Right. People really like yeah. Psych, and that's part. Of, I'll be honest, because that's part of why I don't watch it. I'm just like, well, no, because I don't. I don't want to be. I'm not part of your system, you know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not falling. You throw this, it on the ground. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I caught that. That's right. Uh, yeah, like the the people that love Psych, they will tell you about it, you know. And and I'm I'm just kind of like, that's fine, man. I'm I'm good. I'm all right over here. There's a lot of TV shows, so. But I did not have any idea that there have been two previous psych, I assume made for TV movies, right? Like, there's none of these were released in theaters that I that I know of. Yeah, uh, they were straight. Yeah. One was straight to Peacock, and the other okay. one, I don't know. Okay, yeah. Well, the people well, the trilogy psych, will be they'll, they'll tell you about it. They'll let you know yeah, that's the trilogy how, will be how complete, good finally. is. So, yeah, <laughs> finally, finally. Can have some peace, you know. Finally. When are we going to get the Entourage sequel, though? Because <laughs> that's a trilogy I need to. Man, Doug, I, what is Turtle up to these about days? How, what that, did, how yeah. did Turtle handle the pandemic? That's what we need to know. Oh my god, <laughs> there's no way to not don't know. speak that. I know into we're going to get a curb your enthusiasm uh, episode of about you know that touches yeah. on COVID, but like we need to know what what uh, Ari Gold <laughs> raging know, through not being able to go Gosh. and get. And get his Postmates delivered efficiently it needs to be. Oh, <laughs> so that is a show that people don't let go of. I just, oh I don't know if you guys watched John Oliver this past week, but he had one of, if not the best entourage joke of, ever, of all time. Let's hear on, it. I didn't. On, I would love to see it. 
I, I can't. I, I will. Oh, I'm you not can't gonna, do it justice. I'm Pardon not going to do it justice. Okay. I'm not going to try. Right. But watch John Oliver. Um, right, I will. It's the episode about the Palestinian uh, conflict. Uh, gotcha. That he does it all of it on YouTube. You can look it up. And you were talking so that you were saying before we started recording this, Kent, that both sides de- deserved it. Is that what you were saying? I don't. Know. I think it. I'm not taking either side, Richard. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Not taking either side. Uh, well, um, on that note, guys. Psych three is uh, headed to a peacock. It would be a great bit. would be a great bit is they they announce Psych three and all the Psych fans go to watch it and then they click it on whatever streaming thing it's on and then it's just the guy going Psych <laughs> and there's no Psych three. That would be. <laughs> I would tune in right? for that. Yeah, that's yeah. the only way I'm. I'd watching. watch that episode. <laughs> Before we move on and hit our quick weekly recommend here, I want to say thanks to. Our great sponsor, Keeps. We love what Keeps brings to the table. Keeps helps guys everywhere keep their own hair. Who doesn't want that? As guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. Maybe you're single. Maybe you're in the dating market and you're worried every time you go in the shower, a little bit more hair comes out. And I know how frustrating that can be, guys. But it doesn't have to be that way. Two out of three guys will experience some kind of baldness by the time they're 35, and the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it right now. You can get treated from home with our friends from Keeps. They offer generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but never for this price, I promise you. And this stuff works. All you got to do is get started. Stay consistent about it, and I promise it will help. Prevention is key. Keeps treatments typically take between four to six months to see results, so it's important to start now. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. More than a 1,000 men trust Keeps with their hair loss. So if you're ready to take action, prevent your hair loss, they're hooking up our man fam with a discount. Keeps.com slash mad. Receive your first month free at Keeps.com slash mad. Maybe you're having a bad hair day this morning, guys. Doesn't have to be that way. Keeps.com slash mad can help you out. Thanks, Keeps, for sponsoring this episode. Let's hit a weekly recommend. Bong bong. Weekly recommends. Go ahead, Richard. I will absolutely go ahead. So I've got a book uh, recommend that is, you know, I have very few rules in life, but uh, when Michael Lewis has a new book, I recommend that said book and uh, the premonition, a uh, pandemic tale. It's a Michael Lewis pandemic story about everyone kind of behind the mm. scenes trying to cure this bad boy and figure it all out. And uh, it's very, very good. I listened to it in about two days on Audible. Read it or Audible, however you choose to do it. But it's, you know, Michael... I think he should change his name to Michael F. Lewis. Like, give him a good middle author initial name. there. Yeah. yeah, and this author name should be just Michael F. Lewis. If he's writing about it, he's going to make it great to understand. He's going to give you great characters. He's going to give you a great story. He's the best. He's the best nonfiction writer maybe ever, but like certainly of our generation. And uh, so, yeah, The Premonition by Michael Lewis. Uh, I would recommend both of you check it out and everyone else check it out as well because he's yeah. he's the coolest and the best. Go ahead. This is one we, um, yeah. Brian and I talked about last week because Lord and Miller are, are doing the movie. Yeah. They're directing the movie. It'll and, be awesome. Uh, so that one will be. We talked about his, Lord Miller his because stuff the, is like the most unfilmable things ever. But yeah. weirdly, he's such a good character writer that they end up being very filmable. So I can't wait. 
that'll be that'll be excellent. But yeah, they seem like they're diving into. They're also doing Project Hail Mary, which is uh, Brian yeah. was Brian's recommend last week. Mm-hmm. The Andy Weir uh, book, yeah, and um, so they're diving. It seems like they're diving into you know actual movies now instead of doing animation uh, primarily. So that's mm-hmm. that seems uh, seems to be exciting, and uh, yeah. glad to have your endorsement on the pr- the uh, premonition because um, you know is it too soon for COVID content, Richard? In the in your uh, opinion on this one, yes. In a universal sense, yes, mm-hmm. uh, but if you're Michael Lewis, it's not. It's not, there's no okay. time. Just not a thing. Yeah, there you it's go. Great. He's like uh, Alex Gibney. You know, it doesn't matter. It's exactly, like that's just, a great cop. They're very. He's the Alex Gibney of books. Is it? Is that yeah. was that what you would? Uh, yeah, I would say call yes. him right now. I would love to see them work together on something. That'd be very cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah that would be yeah. excellent. There was a great. There was a uh, Adam McKay had a great. Um, line. He did a New York Times interview, uh, the director Adam McKay, and they were asking him about stuff. And he said, The reason that Michael Lewis is great is because as a writer, he leans in and goes, Hey, a lot of people think this is too smart for you, but it's really not too smart. It's very simple. Here's mm-hmm. how this mm-hmm. works. This, this is his writing voice, basically, is here's the four things you need to know. And now you understand this. And now you feel really smart. And you're like, yeah, that's exactly what Michael Lewis is great. Right. Like, it's the perfect way totally. to put him. Like, hey, no one's telling you this because they think you're dumb. You're not dumb. I'm just going to word it in a way that you get it. And mm. we're good. Now you're going to be fascinated by this weird subject. And this book delivers on that a hundred times. Well, there you go. Totally I'm glad, to, yeah. glad it has the official Richard Barton seal of approval. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, what you got for the recommend? I recommend a documentary that uh, popped up on on your your server, Kent. Uh, and I was like, okay. man, I haven't, I haven't seen that in a long time and went and rewatched it. Might be the greatest sports documentary of all time, uh, When We Were Kings. Ah, and, uh, yes. By, uh, you know, about the, 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 uh, the rumble in the jungle. So the, the great Muhammad Ali and, and George Foreman, 1974, uh, the fight that took place in, uh, in Zaire. And is just, I mean, the doc is just jam packed with extremely famous, important people, uh, Don King and James Brown and Spike Lee, yeah, BB King, and you know, on down the list. Uh, and it's just a fantastic documentary. I think it's on Showtime, is where our, our viewers can Criterion, I believe. As there's well. a yeah, there's yeah. a great Criterion collection, uh, edition of that as well. And uh, yeah, it's one of the the Showtime stuff is all on a lot of it's on Paramount Plus too, right? Is it? Oh, is it okay? See, that's like the one streamer I don't I don't have at the moment, so yeah. I haven't really I haven't dug through it Dude, since it's it great. converted, especially to, for uh, Champions League. It's Paramount beautiful. Plus. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably digging into that for next season. Yeah, um, no, you don't don't do it now, but yeah, yeah, it might, it's kind of a waste of time now. But yeah, if 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 our if our, our listeners have I almost said viewers, we don't really have viewers, but if our listeners haven't seen that, sincerely, I I mean, the three of us, how many how many sports documentaries have you seen? Five million. I mean, it's a yeah. It's, a, it's up there. A, uh, and to me, it's it's probably it's probably this or Hoop Dreams are the are the two the greatest uh, sports documentaries of all time. Um, Would you consider years. Draft Day a documentary? Or <laughs> you finally watched the Lance Armstrong one, though, right? I haven't. You, you know need to watch it, Lance. You, you it's under thirty me. for thirty, Brian. If you want to find it, I need to, dude. You have. To watch to it's not as going to be as good as that. Find it on my server. I know, the, uh, but that's the whole point. It's the newest season of Thirty that's for like, Thirty. It's the. It's the. Uh, yeah, I need, not the I last. Need to watch it. Oh, by the way, they did a. They the most recent Thirty for Thirty did an episode on um, the Sosa McGuire summer. Did you watch that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, I did. 
I watched that one. But Dude, yeah, the Lance, Lance is one, two parts. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually good. better if you hate Lance coming in because <laughs> you're still going to hate him, but you're like, Man, this guy doesn't care at all. Speaking you're of uh, speaking of Lance, side note: this is not my recommend, but I did watch this like in the past week. Have you guys seen Tour de Pharmacy? Yeah, yeah. So fun. Yeah. I forgot Lance how how involved <laughs> he was in that, and went back and rewatched that. Oh yeah, my gosh, yeah. Danny Glover in that, Nathan Fielder. <laughs> And Lance Armstrong, the MVPs of all MVPs. That's a great, a great little 30 minute watch. If you've never seen Tour de Pharmacy, it's a mockumentary basically about the Tour de France and like doping. <laughs> and it's like Lonely Island guys, you know, all these random celebs pop Super in. Funny. Armstrong Super is funny. like being interviewed in it and is like <laughs> the bit, the whole bit is like, I need to keep my voice, um, uh, disguised. But like the camera guy is terrible right. and like keeps messing up the camera, <laughs> so you clearly yeah. see who it is talking. Yeah. And he's like, "Are you yeah. sure you can't see me?" He's like, "No, yeah, it looks fine to me." <laughs> you know, yeah. like the whole time he just keeps getting worse and worse as the documentary yeah. goes on. Great David Diggs <laughs> kind of cameo or role. Incredible, in that too, dude! It's so funny. Up. We were when you were Kings is, is the Landstock is, is great because he's so honest on everything, and then by the end you like you all the villains are like the people that narked on him. <laughs> And then you realize, like, he's the one that did everything wrong, um, amongst other people, by the way. It's a very dirty sport. Don't get me wrong. But, like, yeah, it's a very funny – you totally are like, yeah, what's with all these narcs narking <laughs> on him for using inbox steroids to ride his bike? Let him live, dude. <laughs> and it's hilarious. It's an incredible documentary. That is a great one. Uh, I, I – uh, the reason I looked that up, Brian, is because I, I went on a, a little Spike Lee uh, – Pulling some Spike Lee movies that I didn't have sure. and and yeah. wanted to keep, um, and that was among ones, the man. the ones he produced and was involved with. Yeah, that I was like, gotta Such a have great that movie, man. Such a great movie. Gotta have it. Uh, yeah. You don't know what it is. It's it's Muhammad it's Ali all... himself. Have you guys seen the uh, the other Muhammad Ali? What's it called? Um, Ali. No, it's the documentary. Uh, <laughs> my I am Ali. What is it called? Yeah. Some. It's um. I have it here. I should just click Facing on Ali. What's my name? That's what it's called. Okay. Uh, yeah. What's my name? Muhammad Ali. That's, that's the one that's like the extensive, like three hour documentary. Have you guys on ever done Ali. the, um, there's a Remnick book. I'm trying to remember the title. I'm looking at my bookshelf now. Pardon me as I strain my, my neck to look. Um, I need to give me a minute, but it's, there's a great David Remnick book on Ali, early Ali. Um, I mean, just, the amount of Ali content we have is mm-hmm. is insane, and it's still not enough, man. I mean, the most interesting athlete ever by far, I think. Um, yeah, he was. Content. He was a. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, what inspired me, Brian, to do that was was uh, the Babe Ruth. Uh, I recommend from last week and diving into baseball history. It's like, mm-hmm. man, there's only a few iconic athletes of the past hundred years that are like. You know, top five, and we King just of did, the world. We, by the way, we just did the last dance deep dive, and I was like, "Man, I need to, you need, need to dig into some Muhammad Ali stuff." So there you go. Um, it's also, oh, yeah. Check Gosh, out the Check out uh, what, uh, what's my name? If you guys haven't seen that one, that one's worth. Hey, enjoying. question for you guys. I mean, not to. I we got to wrap this up, but you know, is Ali the most important 20th century figure? In a lot of ways, he is. Not just in sports, but right. I mean, if you if you 
Lay it out. You have. Yeah, that's what Wilbon was saying on the last last dance. He said it was Babe Ruth, Ollie, and Jordan. Like that's the list. Well, and for like, sports, for Jackie. sure. But then you also have like Hitler on the negative side, and you have, oh sure, you know FDR, and you have all. That. But it's like at the end, you have Jackie Robinson. You have you know these great, good and bad parts that tell the story of the 20th century. But then when you try to consolidate it all into one person, it really might be Ali. It's a crazy, crazy. Thing to think about. Sorry, I don't mean the, that's a whole different podcast, but yeah, he might be the person of the 20th when century. When it comes to like religion, crazy for and, a boxer and everything, yeah, like his his impact on just the well, world, his impact that. on sports and pop yeah. culture, but also the Vietnam War and all these things. I mean, it's crazy the impact he had on the world. Sorry, I'll shut up. But no, yeah, totally, totally, totally awesome. And and it's maybe. either he or um, uh, you know. Uh, Rob Schneider, one of those two. <laughs> yeah, on sports. Yeah. I mean, specifically because <laughs> just no, in general, just Rob Schneider changed that. sports forever because every a hole at every game is you can do it <laughs> at least once. You know, at least they don't go the hey. At least your name's not Richard, so they don't go the rich man, the rich meister, <laughs> the Richard. Yeah. All right. Um, my recommend is also a documentary, guys, and. Right now, I would say it's the front runner for the Oscar for best documentary. If I was to, um, and I'll put a, I guess maybe not, uh, predict, but like if I had it my way, this is what I would want to win. It's called Street Gang: How We Got to Sesame Street, and it's a. You read that book? I have that book. If you want to buy it, I have not read the book, but I would love to read the book, Richard. Um, Yeah. all in on all things Jim Henson book uh, was was fascinating to me. I love um, you know creative history and and yeah. you know history of iconic TV shows and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so this one was one that was playing at my local indie theater uh, down the street, but I didn't get a chance to go over there and watch it. And, and now it's not playing in there anymore. And so I was hoping it would pop up on streaming, and so it did on this past week, uh, this past Friday, and. Um, very much looking forward to to it, and it really just dives into how the show started. You know, Chil- Children's Television yeah. Workshop, and and John Stone and Jim Henson, and how the Muppets were really like more like Adult Swim back in the day, rather than yeah. like children's entertainment. And how John Stone really convinced Jim, like, hey, I think this children's thing could be something because there was no children's TV, and the children's TV that there was, it was Bozo and. They were just selling candy bars, you know, there was nothing, you know, educational. So it's just a fascinating look at like the research that went into developing the show and the, you know, obviously the iconic legacy of, of Sesame Street. But um, anyone sure. that's ever seen it needs to check this out, man. You it, know what, man? It is like tier, like memory central, like, oh, just so many good. It's like that Mr. Rogers doc. It's just like, holy crap. Like, this is the best, so, you know, and it's it might always be, been the best. Uh, I might have negative thoughts about the book. I remember I was reading that book. I was in a house alone. I was in college and I was reading it and I, w- I looked up and my girlfriend at the time came home. This is a funny story for people that are still sticking with this episode. She came home and I was reading that book and she came home and she broke up with me. So I might have negative impact on that <laughs> book, but the I feel like I remember thinking this would be a better documentary. Seriously, when I read yeah. that book, I, I think it's it could be consolidated into um, it's it's a little little lengthy, dude. The footage is, that they but have, but the doc is sick. The I bet, footage, oh, sure. Like, what do you think of that? How good was that Muppet sketch, though? 
on SNL. That's the oh, best that SNL was, that was Brian, did you watch that yet? Yeah. No, that was incredible. Yeah. That they was did a really funny, man. Sketch where, like, <laughs> where, where Keenan and Keegan-Michael Key, Key, Key were, were bouncers, and they're like, hey, man, no heckling. Okay. We don't work for the show. We yeah. work for the venue. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good, that's just a great, it, it, that, that's what SNL has been lacking is just good concepts yeah. for sketches for so long. Yeah. You know, um, and that's just a great concept for a, a sketch. So hats off to uh, probably Mikey Day, who probably wrote that one. Um, it was uh, Stephen Castillo who does the great bit I love that I always send you guys. Now everyone did it when uh, Elon Musk got the thing, but he always does the fake because uh, he has access to the little post up boards and stuff mm-hmm. where Warren always posts the host of the show yeah. so he'll always do oh, it. Like, he's know. the one who wrote that one? That's good. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, he's the one that wrote that but I he's the one that. always does the like McGee and me yeah. and Nickelback. Oh, he works hosting. for the cast? I thought it was just yeah, a random. he's a legit writer oh, a ra- which is okay. funny. That's great. Yeah, I it thought that was just a random <laughs> dude on Twitter doing no. this. That's funny. Yeah, so he's a writer so it's even funnier because he does it with the yeah. real board and he'll yeah, like Yeah, just horrible like the the worst host and and musical artist you could think of. Yeah, Stephen Castillo on Twitter. Great follow if you want to but he wrote that sketch yeah snl man 2021 snl i've laughed more this year than i've laughed in probably the past five years combined i will say totally agree i will totally Totally put that on the record and and admit that it's been pretty good the writing this year um but yeah man this sesame street doc holy holy moly so good i recommended before the the big bird documentary i am big bird that is i mean just i was bawling watching that one so good. Uh, the ending, I won't spoil it, but like, oh my God, that one is, is an all timer as well. If you haven't seen that one, but um, yeah, you guys will love this big bird. I mean, this, uh, this Sesame street doc and uh, it's great. It's just great old footage and how they created the show and super fascinating, man. Um, Iconic stuff. Awesome. About time. They've done a deep dive on this man. About time. It'll, I think it's hitting HBO later this year. Um, if you don't want to pay the twenty bucks or whatever it is to buy it or rent it on demand, I think it's uh, it's HBO helped produce this, so I think it's going to hit the HBO Max at some point. I don't know the date uh, yet, but uh, if you want to watch it, uh, check it out, seek it out. Street Gang, how we got to Sesame Street? Well, that's uh, that's the news for this week. Check out that Woman in the Window episode and check out our VIP club. We're talking a Knight's Tale this week, and we're diving into that. So. Hopefully you uh, sign up for the Discord and stay involved and keep the show going off the air. But until next time, we'll see you soon, hopefully at the cinema. Bye.